When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Gentlemen, to the NXT Rundown. I am your host, Ginger. I am back watching the best brand on Wednesday nights and on compared to Mondays and Fridays as well, in my opinion. And I'm not alone, of course. The big stick is here. Jason is here. How are you, sir? I'm doing good. I think the big question, the thing on everybody's mind, Ginger, is did you did you watch Fight Pit from last week? <sighs> No. Oh. <laughs> nope. No. Nope. Motherfucker. Dude, I know. Um, I'm just a... Dumbass! And I don't understand why I didn't go back, because, like, I was watching this week's episode, and they did the flashback. I was like, oh, shit, I never went and fucking watched it. But when you're moving, you tend to kind of put that on the back burner and, you know, worry about getting all your shit into the house. And you call yourself a fan. Oh, stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. And anyway. having two fucking wild and crazy kids in a brand new house running around all the fucking time. Holy <laughs> hell. I, uh, I, I am excited, though. It's been it's been a fun week. Um, so my wife detailed her car issues. Those have been fantastic on uh, Twa Magic this week. But um, hmm. on the good news, uh, for since Christmas, I have been desperately trying to acquire... Uh, from their website, a set of power blocks. Now, they're pretty much sold out of everything, and every now and then, some stock shows up really quick, and then it's gone again. With the quarantine, of course, a lot of people working out from home. Mm-hmm. Home gym equipment has sort of been become very... And now my basement is actually literally turning into a gym. I've got weights and shit everywhere. I've got a fucking <laughs> exercise bike down here. I have fucking bands up my ass. It's, it's crazy. Um, so I did, I was fortunate enough to get a set of power blocks a couple of weeks ago. I happened to be on the website at the right time. They had them. I ordered them. Boom. Fucking. All right. So they finally get delivered. Now they had, these ones go from five pounds up to 50. Um, they were completely sold out of the expansion kits. So the expansion kits, well, they have two. The first one goes from 50 to 70. The second one goes 70 to 90 and 90 you're maxed out on this type. Um, so I got the fifties, but I couldn't get anything else. So mm-hmm. I've been doing my best, like 
hitting 20, 25 reps on stuff to make up for the fact that I'm using a lighter weight than I usually <laughs> yeah. do. Um, and it's working out fine. It's, it's been yeah. nice. It's just, I, the pair I had was sort of like the old, I don't know if you remember, like the old screw lock dumbbells where you have to like screw the lock on the end and it's like a five minute process to change. Like if you want to change weights, you have to change plates on each side. And it's like, if you're going up and down in weight to, it's a pain in the ass. So these so, things are very nice. Uh, I, I honestly, I'll be 100% honest with you right now, I have no idea what power blocks are. Okay. So I can, we're not live on Twitch or anything. Uh, my background's there, you can't see it, never mind. Um, but basically, <laughs> they're, uh, so it's, hold on. Okay, all right. He's going to show me what his power cocks are. This should be interesting. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. I know this is great audio. For yeah, podcast. I'm trying to fail. Uh, so, let me turn my background off so you can actually see what I'm doing here. <laughs> turn my camera off and see what my background because I'm an idiot. Okay. <laughs> Yay! Okay. There we go. So, okay. this is a power block. That is big. So it is. It's essentially a dumbbell. Oh, okay. So what this does, okay, can see it. Yep, okay. So this has different settings down here. You can see you can go to different weights. Now this one only goes up to the 50 because that's all I have so far. But right now this is set to 30 pounds. Now if I wanted to lighten it up, I pull this. Okay. He's pulling things out. And I move it up to the next slot. Oh, okay. I've seen these things on. Uh, they have similar ones that are like basically dumbbells that are easy to detach, right? Yep. Okay. And then I pull right. it up, and it leaves behind the other ten. Yeah. Pounds. Okay. All right. Yep. All right. And I can use what I need. Okay. So, correct me if I'm wrong. Adam on the feed, on the text feed, uh, said he's been trying to get some of those. Is that correct? Did he, did he say that? Uh, I think something to that effect. Okay. Um, I've never seen Adam lift one weight in his entire life. <laughs> so oh, okay. I, I call bullshit on that, Adam. I want proof. Um, <laughs> well, so uh, basically I happened this week to be on at the right time, and I caught the expansion sets, and next week I will have, hopefully next week, my, uh, my 90-pound dumbbells, and yes. I'll be good to go. So I'm excited. Fun times, man. Yeah, it's nice think, that every now and then you get uh, get something you like. Yeah, because I uh-huh. I, I have seen some uh, uh, Facebook Marketplace. Um, yeah, people so trying to sell weights and people just laugh at the fucking prices that people are trying to yeah. sell them for. So the the set of these that goes to fifty, I got for two ninety nine. That's mm-hmm. what it prices on the website. I was looking at getting them on eBay. Okay. And it was, I think, three ninety nine on eBay, and I'm like, yeah. all right, well, I mean, it's a hundred bucks more, yeah. but it, I can get it. Yeah. And then I realized yeah. that was for one. That's not oh a set. God. That was for one of them, which is, and plus, it doesn't have a warranty if you get it and it's fucking broke or bent mm-hmm. or anything's fucked up with it. Yep. So I'm like, you know what? I'll just hold out and then wait and get the uh, the good stuff. So. It worked out. I finally got it. I was hoping for it for Christmas. I didn't get it, but now I got it for myself. A little, little treat. Nice. 
The only thing I need now is a stand. I have an old end table with a towel over it right now acting as my stand, but the only the stand I want is like sixty nine bucks on their website, so it's the one that's sold out. And I could get the one that's hundred and thirty bucks, but Oof. I don't want to pay twice the price for yeah. a stand. So Yeah, no blame you. I'll just wait. <laughs> fucking pay double the fucking price for a table. And, Dude, home home workout equipment is very expensive these days because, oh. like I said, was I, I I personally can't wait until my I can feel comfortable. Gyms are open where I live, but I just I'm not at the point where I feel comfortable going yet. So, yeah. you know, I, I, I've actually done fairly well in uh, maintaining good uh, good work ethic in the gym. I'm pretty much working out every other day. I mean, every day. Uh, I usually take two days a week off. I work out five, yeah. um, but. My diet still sucks. That's a product of quarantine, but yeah. Uh, so that that's a thing. But other than that, <laughs> I've actually it's, it's it's one of those few things. It's like it's a little bit of normalcy just to have a workout. So no, it's good because then you know it it, it, it makes you feel like you're accomplishing more. Yeah. Instead of just being at your house. Now, are you back at at the office? No, no. Nope. No. Okay, so that's even worse. So the most <laughs> I did with the office was we went. Um, during the summer when everything was calmed down quite a bit, we opened mm-hmm. uh, three days a week. So we did Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and mm-hmm. everyone – people were going in for like one of those three days. So you yeah. basically went to the office one day a week. Um, I think I did like three weeks there, and then we shut back down. So, so I've been home since. The early, uh, the early estimate is that they're optimistic that we might be back in the office by April. So we'll see. Well, that's good. Got a little, little but, bit of a light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, and I hope that's the case. Uh, Let's know. just hope that tunnel doesn't get extended. Yeah, exactly. Uh, who knows? There's so much going on with different like variants now of the of the virus and what the vaccine is treating, and it's just it's <sighs> it's hard to realize like. <laughs> as shitty as this is that the world's been through this plenty of times. This is just happens to be like a, a once in a century occurrence. And we just happen to be the fortunate ones that are living through it right now. Yeah. 1820s. There was a plague of sorts. 1920s. There was a plague of sorts. And now 2020. So a hundred years apart seems to be the, the fucking trait here. And I don't, I don't like it. I mean, I ain't living till 3020. So no, no, you probably just once this is over, if we make it, if we all make it through to the other side, then hopefully this will be the only time we have to deal with this shit. But uh, you know, well, you know, if people would smarten the fuck up, but that that would help too. <laughs> but uh, well, speaking of work, I think our whole I got... fucking world is a mess though. Between this this shit, Dude. like the politics shit is ridiculous. We've got. I, we've got people in power who are conspiracy theorists, and it's just fucking nuts, dude. What is up with this GameStop story that I'm hearing about <laughs> in the stock market stock. or some no. shit? Yeah, yeah. so I, it's very complicated. I'm not even fully up to date on what it is, but the basic crux of it is um, – a lot of hedge funds would short sell a stock. And what happened is essentially like people on Reddit got together to decide to make the stock more valuable so that the people trying to short sell it would end up losing money in trying to buy their stocks back quickly. (laughs) Um, Such that, and which is not against the rules of the stock market. 
So instead of the hedge funds making a ton of money for the day, a bunch of regular people made a bunch of money. Now, this, of course, pissed off all the rich people who don't want other people to have money because it's easier to oppress people and keep them down when when you have more money than everybody else. Um, So they got into the ear of this app program service called Robinhood, which essentially allows people, day traders, from home Mm -hmm. to do stock market. So what happened was... Robinhood shut off anybody who had who was not a hedge fund person from being able to trade GameStop stock. So if you bought it as part of the update, you're stuck with it now as the hedge fund people decrease the value of the stock. So you're just fucked. Oh, my God. There's been already uh, it's ironically in the world we live in politically. This is the one issue that got. Uh, Alexandria, uh, Alexandra Cortez and uh, Donald Trump Jr. on the same page because they both agreed it was fucked up. So, and Ted Cruz. So basically, like, this is the one thing that's unified all of the politicians is that this was a fucked up thing for Robin Hood to do. Wow. That's fucked up. And I'm probably fucking saying shit wrong. I'm just sort of summing yeah. up. Right? I'm not a stock market guy. Yeah, but, me neither. Uh, but yeah, so that's what's fucking going on with that shit. <laughs> well, good for those fucking people coming together and being like, "Hey, let's 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 give some regular old Sallies some money. Let's do it." So good, good for, for those guys. And it was announced apparently the uh, the stimulus money people received is not going to be uh, hurt. It's not going to hit them on their taxes. It's not taxable. Which is nice. Shouldn't be. Should be tax free. Oh. There was a, you know, there's always that thing of they're going to get the money back from you somehow. So yeah, fuck that. But they're not they doing it. So I give them credit. Me. Those motherfuckers taxed me already enough during the fucking year. Work the whole goddamn year. They don't need fucking taxes off of my fucking stimulus pay. Give them credit when it's due. That's my yeah. fucking money. Well, no, it actually isn't. But well, no, it is my money. Well, I mean, once they gave it to you, but it was free money. Yeah, free money. It's my fucking time. <laughs> Anyways, you were starting to say something about your work. Yeah, I think I got a new job. Really, another one? Jesus Christ, dude! Well, I well, I mean, I've had the same one for since August. Yeah, since August. I've been at my job for like thirteen years. Well, I was at my CNC mill job for oh god, it was I was coming up on ten years, and they fucking canned my ass, but. Yeah, now I'm just I I got offered a better delivery job that's gonna make a lot more fucking money, and I just gotta um I gotta put in my notice tomorrow at work. So uh, I feel you- bad though. I feel really guilty because they really took care of me when that shit happened with my mom. Yeah, and you know they didn't get mad. You know they right. they were like, go be with your family, go do what you gotta right. do. But this is. Uh, a, a good chance to make double what I make now. Wow. There you go. So I'm like, I feel awful, but I need money. <laughs> so that, that's, it, it's going to suck tomorrow because I'm going to feel awful telling the yeah. owner, be like, hey, man, I'm sorry, but I got a better opportunity. And, but, well, I, I don't, he won't, he won't like lash out or anything. He's, he's not that type of person. He's a really nice guy. Like, I will put him over all day. Yeah, but um, 
Besides that, I fucking I'm just about done moving. Well, why don't you why don't you do this? If he's a nice guy and you're about to ditch him, give him a plug on the show. So if anybody in that area is listening, oh okay, don't. sure, absolutely. New England Pizza in Exeter, New Hampshire. There you go. So Fan if you're in Exeter, New Hampshire, fucking tastic food. There you go. Good good dudes up there. Mm-hmm. Go uh, give them some business, everybody. Everybody, every local restaurant can use some extra business right about oh, now. Yeah. And if this place is doing a good job and taking care of their people, then definitely go hook them up if you're in the New oh, Hampshire area. Yeah, um, they they take very very good care of his employees, and yeah. like I said, when that shit happened with mom, he fucking he was like, take as much time as you need, do what you need to do. If you can't come in, let me know, and that's uh-huh. it. He's like, I will never hold you against that. He's like, no, it's it's not an easy thing to go through. So I will forever be grateful right. to the, him and you, the company for doing that for me. It's funny. You never forget the bosses through your working career that, that take good care of you. Yep. Nope. You never forget them. No. Oh, no. One of my bosses uh, from when I worked in Seabrook, uh, Nancy, fantastic, treated you like a fucking human being. But she ended up leaving, and it fucking shit the bed after that. Yeah, the bosses who are shit, you forget very quickly. Oh yeah, and you, and if you can't, it's because you hate them so much. It's true, very true. <laughs> I'll never forget the one time, I, the only time in my life I got fired from a job. I don't know, I might have even told the story on here before. I was working at Office Max when I was in high school, and uh, I went into the back. I showed up for my shift, and I went into the back. And apparently somebody was supposed to stop me when I showed up, but nobody realized or whatever. So I walk in the back, I go in the break room where I'm supposed to leave my shit, and right up on the board is blah, 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 Jason's no longer with us. I'm like, that's a fucked up way to find that out. (laughs) (laughs) I thought somebody was fucking with me, and then the manager's like, yeah, no, I need you to come talk to me. So. Did they find out that you were shopping at Staples and just got super mad at you for it? No, it's fucking, it was fucking weird, to be honest with you. So apparently, one of the night shift managers must not have liked me because the manager's like, well, so-and-so said you were here last night and he told you to put these tags out and you said no and you walked away. I'm like, that literally never happened. <laughs> Don't you love when that like, happens? He's like, he's like, well, he said it. I, I have no reason why he would lie to me about it. I'm like, I don't either because we were joking around last night, but that conversation never occurred. But I was like, you know what, though, dude? You're paying me minimum wage. I'm a high school kid. There's 8,000 other jobs I can get. So, mm-hmm. cool. Have fun. See you later. Blah, blah, blah. Job up your ass. Whatever the fucking, uh, whatever I'm supposed to say now. And uh, see you later. I'm going to go enjoy a little free time on my day off now. So, <laughs> that's the beauty of when that shit happens to you in high school, though. You don't have to be like, oh, where's my, how am I going to feed my kid? Where's, like, yep. It's just like, oh, fuck. It's, I don't know. I don't know. Just go get another job somewhere else. Now, nice. once once you have a kid and a house, or yeah, a house, and you know you gotta you know take yeah. care of other people, that's when I was like, fuck. And the next now. job I had, I had for like two two three years, so I worked there with uh, with actually Bo Douglas. So, hmm, Bo Douglas, he got me the job, and then he got himself fired. So it was <laughs> quite an interesting thing. <laughs> oh shit. Well, sir, um, I have a question for you. What's that? What do we have for news today? I, I, I haven't been paid, paying attention too much to social media, so I have no idea what the fuck's going on. 
Well, I got a couple news stories, but the first thing I do is get this giant fucking weight that's sitting in front of me. Put it back for a second. So just sure, do that. Why don't you go put your cocks away? Your big, your your what are they? Big, big, big blocks, big cocks, some shit like that. Um, Jason also has the uh, beautiful Skylight Bordeaux for his background. All right, so if I put this giant fucking weight back, I just meant to zip up my pants. All right, um, so. <laughs> news that plays for this into week. exactly what I was saying. Continue. Oh, there you go, see? <laughs> great minds, Ginger, great minds. All right, uh, we are going to talk in a few minutes about MSK, who made their uh, NXT debut recently, which I'm sure Ginger didn't watch, but we'll talk about him seeing them this week. Uh <laughs> <laughs> However, what some of you who are just living in the WWE bubble might not know is that in Impact, there were three rascals. It was Desmond Xavier, currently Wesley, Zachary Wentz, currently uh, Nash Carter, and Trey Miguel. Miguel had sort of sprung off onto his own as a singles guy, but was still affiliated with the group, sort of like Kofi with the New Day when he was Mm -hmm. champion. Um, his contract expired at the same time. A lot of people figured he was on his way over to NXT, too. He had disappeared for a little bit. He had some family issues he needed to take care of, and then it was sort of between WWE or, or AEW. Where is he showing up? Strangely enough, he returned to Impact this week. Now, if you're a guy who's got AEW and WWE both after you and you return to Impact, that's an interesting, interesting career move. Uh, he yeah. did make... Sort of a cool response when people asked him on Twitter. He said, listen, I don't leave the court till I win a championship, which I thought was kind of cool. Nice way to put that. Um, But, yeah, he returned. He had a little bit of a new look, a little bit more aggression, looked good. This kid's a star. He's he's very good in the ring, and and I'm sort of bummed he's not going to be joining us in NXT, at least for the foreseeable future. But, uh, you know, glad to see Trey Miguel back at work because he's a great in-ring performer. Cool. I've never seen him work, so I have no. I really can't comment on the situation. But that is a little. I, I can't say I can't comment, but that is. I mean, how, how how much is Impact paying their people? Can't be much, because my goodness, they they don't they can't even be on pay per view for God's sakes. So. Yeah, I, I don't know. That that is weird, man. Why wouldn't you follow your buddies? You know what I mean. Yeah, go I with know. them. You know what I mean. Or or if if you did want to go on your own, go to AEW, where you're probably gonna get paid some good some decent money. But I don't know. That that is a little weird. But hey, uh, I'm not gonna shit on the guy for it. It's his own choice. You know, it's his, he's the, he's the professional and knows what he wants from a company. So all the power to him. Yeah, no, absolutely, and uh, hopefully at some point he will maybe uh, finish whatever he feels he needs to finish an impact and make his way over to NXT. Mm. But uh, in any event, that's not the only impact story we have huh. this week, because uh, Alex Shelley, who is one half of the Motor City Machine Guns, was scheduled to be in the main event of Hard to Kill in a six-man tag with his partner Chris Sabin and Rich Swan as they took on the Good Brothers and Kenny Omega. He was pulled right before the event. Sort of a vague explanation was given. Uh, said things that were out of his control and the situation was very complex. Uh, Shelley has now uh, today provided an actual explanation of what happened and 
Actually makes a lot of sense. Uh, Shelly tweeted, most days of the week I look like this. I read theories about why I wasn't at Impact Wrestling for Hard to Kill. They ranged from injury to illness to getting arrested to harming my family members and attempting to cover it up. I am a physical therapy clinician. Physio is my livelihood and career. Wrestling is my livelihood and passion project. At my company, due to the volume of sick and injured patients we are in care of, we modify our COVID-19 mandates as needed. As numbers went up, so did restrictiveness. To circumvent this topic, I could not be at hard to kill due to my career. I respect the decisions made by our company, surgeons, and doctors. I look to them for advice and guidance. I am unable to travel and wrestle until I am vaccinated. I took every caution I could before, but I don't feel right maintaining this duality unless I take every possible safety measure when the vaccine becomes available. That required extra security on my end and my company's end for our patients. I honestly don't want to get the vaccine so soon, um, but I want to wrestle very badly while I help people in therapy, so there's no option. Impact Wrestling was supportive and understanding, and as someone who doesn't have nor want to contract, oh, oh, nor want a contract at this point, my hands were tied. Thanks for your support, everybody. So basically just uh, trying to protect people, and uh, good on Alex Shelley. Yeah, I mean, he's helping people out. He's, he's got his probably better-paying job that he's going to keep. But, I, I, no, you can't blame him because if he's doing physical therapy and you know, shit like that with the probably three to four patients a day, my guess, if yeah. maybe. You know, you, right. can't, you can't be traveling all over the fucking place and then coming into contact with three to four people a day. Can't be doing mm-hmm. that. So, But if Impact is completely understanding about it, cool. That's 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 awesome. Uh, his job, you know, it sucks that they gave him the ultimatum in a way, but you know he's got to do what's going to be best for him, and oh, it's going to be it's going to suck because it's a great it doesn't. I, I, see, I didn't read that as an ultimatum. I read that as him saying to himself, out of an abundance of caution and protecting the people and mm, I work yeah, with okay. patients, oh, yeah. I don't feel comfortable doing it unless I'm vaccinated. Yeah, so. true. Oh, yeah, but. I mean, either, either way, you know, I, I personally, I think he made a great decision because he doesn't have to travel. He can stay pretty much put for the time being until he gets a vaccination. And once that yep. happens, it's all systems go for him. Yep. Um, another guy we're going to talk about later on in the show is one NXT cruiserweight champion, Santos Escobar. Um, I want to read you a quote from Santos Escobar. That was probably one of the funnier things I've read because he was asked, what his main goals in WWE are. He said, I will give you a very peculiar answer. There's one thing I haven't been able to do, and that is meet Vince McMahon. I'm committed to this industry, and it's a lifetime commitment. I was born and raised to do this. I think Vince McMahon is a genius, and I want to meet him. That, to me, is an immediate goal. He will either like me or hate me, but I will discuss my background with him and what I bring to the table. I need to discuss that with Vince McMahon, and that is one of my most immediate goals. My other goal, I want to be the first Mexican-born and raised sports entertainer to ever main event WrestleMania. How long has Santos Escobar been on NXT television? Uh, It's got to be close to a year now. Okay. He's never met Vince McMahon. Uh, that's fucking wild. We joke all the time about how Vince doesn't fucking watch or give a shit about NXT. Clearly that's true. <laughs> well, now now that makes you wonder. You know, we, we always call it, we've been calling it WWE NXT as of late. That 
it's got to make you think like, oh, well, maybe. Well, it doesn't mean that he doesn't watch. It doesn't mean that he doesn't watch the shows or tell Hunter what he should do or how he wants him to do it. it doesn't mean he actually pays attention. Just hey, follow what I'm telling you to do, dude. I mean, I suppose, but wouldn't you? Goddamn, pal! You need more promos. We will talk about that later. Um, God damn, you need more replays about what happened earlier in the show. <laughs> that is not Joaquin Wild, but wild that he has not met the owner of the company that he works for. Insane. I mean, I, <laughs> I think, I'm sorry, not, Vince McMahon's stories never cease to amaze me, but... This one, that one sort of blew my mind when I saw it. I just thought it was a fun story worth, a uh, fun little thing worth reading. But, uh, yeah, it's strange to me. A little bit to me, yeah, yeah. And, and props to Santos Escobar for setting achievable goals for himself. That's yeah. a good one. I hope to meet my boss one day. That's my goal. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Set your goals low and you'll never be disappointed. So, did you happen to catch any of the controversy regarding The Undertaker's appearance on The Joe Rogan Show? Uh, what the which one the video games comment or the locker room is soft nowadays? Or, soft. Yeah, which is tied into the video games a little bit. Okay, yeah. Uh, basically, so like you know, we used to party and bullshit, and now they play video games. Mm, Yet a lot of us are dying at thirty and forty years old too, which is yeah. nice. Um, anyway, Goldberg was uh, on Corey Graves after the Bell podcast this week, and he mm. was asked about that. And his response was, I think so, yes. I believe comparatively the business is soft, but the business is in 2021, so things have to change and things have to be different. Mega superstars that are bigger than life, it's hard. This generation seemingly, it's hard in this generation seemingly to build those people. But people are soft. People take offense to things too quickly. I mean, you know, get a little thicker skin, boys and girls. That's all I can say. When legends came in, when I was in the business in the beginning, I was greatly appreciative of the eyes that they brought to our product. And one day, these young kids are going to be in a position just like me, and I hope that karma comes back to bite them in the ass. That's all I can say. Because at 54 years old, I don't know one of them that can do can, can be doing what I'm doing. Well, he didn't help that argument at all. All right. He actually kind of made that worse. Yeah. So here's the problem. There's a lot of problems with his his take here. Mm -hmm. The WWE locker room isn't young. It's really not. AJ Styles is not a spring chicken. No. He's over four. Like, Randy Orton is not a youngster. Like, and Edge, I mean, not, how, how old's Kofi? Daniel Bryan, Kofi, that, yeah, all these guys. These are not young guys. No. So what happens is when you, quote-unquote, legends come back, you take the biggest paydays of the year away from these guys. Mm-hmm. And then you expect them to smile and put you over and pat you on the back and tell you how happy they are and thanks for the house. <laughs> Fuck no. No. They're busting their ass all year round. You're showing up and taking their big big spots and big paydays. And maybe we would have more guys who could, quote, unquote, do what Goldberg's doing, I assume in terms of creating the status that he's had, mm-hmm. if they were given those big spots and those big moments, and those big spots and big moments weren't given away to people who earned them 20 years ago and don't earn them anymore. 
Ali hit it a couple weeks on uh, Raw Talk. When are you going to let the young guys walk that path? Yeah. Simple as that. It's like... It's, and i got to tell you, I, I don't think this quote, as it circulates, is going to do any favors for Goldberg in terms of the way people... If he's not happy at the way people look at him now, I don't think these quotes are going to help that situation much this Sunday when he's in the locker room for the Royal Rumble. Nope. That uh, that Claymore kick might be a little stizzy. <laughs> Good. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, one thing we did see on this week's edition of NXT was a quick little uh, cameo by one Tegan Knox. Um, she's back, of course, recovering from her torn ACL uh, that she suffered in September. This is just a heartbreaking situation. This poor woman. This is her third ACL tear. Jesus. Um, her third rehab that she's trying to go through. Uh, she gave us a little bit of update this morning on, or Wednesday morning on the bump uh, when she said, I feel good. I feel strong, which is nice. Nice little change from being on crutches a few weeks ago, you know, but I feel good. I feel really good. Recovery is going really very well. Uh, I'm way ahead of where I should be, which is good. I think it's helped that I've gone through this three times now. <laughs> uh, now, she didn't specifically state it, but we, we talked about it at the time. Um, you had said she's probably got to be done at this point, right? And I said, no, I don't think that's the way she wants to go out. Um, my guess is, but this sort of reads to me like she's training to come back. Yeah. Which is good. Um, you know, I, 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 it's hard to imagine anybody who's had worse luck than Tegan Knox at this point. Um, uh, but you know, I, I'm I'm really happy at the notion that she's trying to come back because I really would love for her to get that run that she should have and get that title and hopefully. Now you worry you worry if they feel comfortable putting a title on her at this point, but they're just freak injuries. It's not like I don't think it's like a breaking down thing. Um, but no. you know who knows. Uh, but it, it, it is good to hear that she is apparently on the uh, path to a comeback to the ring. Now, has it been the same ACL? No, 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 okay. no. So the, the first one, uh, so she tore one, and I think it was the left originally. Mm. Then she came back and she tore the right. And now I think she tore the left again. My God, that poor girl. That's why she wears both both uh, knee braces. braces. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't want to see her you know, say goodbye. I don't think that's the case here. So I, I'm happy yeah. that what what seems to be a comeback, hopefully. But we'll see where it leads to. Yep. Uh, now we're going to talk about one of your favorite topics, Ginger. Oh, Every single week, love to talk about Nia Jax. Ugh. 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 <laughs> why Why would you ruin our beautiful NXT rundown by bringing up this woman? Former NXT superstar, Nia Jax. Um, Thank God we, I didn't uh, watch it then either. <laughs> we talked a little bit on WWE Rundown about the move on Raw uh, where she injured or appeared to injure Dana Brooke. You mean trying to commit murder? Yeah, with a choke slam. Basically, uh, stealing Raquel Gonzalez's finisher. That's mm -hmm. what that was. Um, probably watched Raquel down in NXT and went, that's good, I'm going to steal that. Mm -hmm. um, she caught a lot of heat online, as you could imagine. Oh. And her first response is, now, by the way, we should point out that the reports are that Dana was fine. She's not injured. She's, she's good to go. 
will be in the Royal Rumble, was what I read. Uh, somebody tweeted, another Raw, another Nia Jax dangerous spot. Hopefully Dana Brooke isn't hurt. To which Nia responded, glad to see I'm still living rent-free in all you weak-ass losers' heads. Uh, somebody else tweeted the video of the thing and said, just said, Jesus. And Nia Nia responded, a threat of whiners. I love to see it. Now, there are, there are, there are two schools of thought here. Mm -hmm. Now, we know that Nia has a long history of this type of stuff, of, of being sort of careless and being, uh, more prone to injuring people. And, what she brings when she's going well is not really worth the risk to the other superstars. Mm-hmm. That said, and I've heard Naya make this case before, and I've heard you. she likes to say you don't ever hear this stuff about the male superstars. When there's an injury in a match, when somebody gets hurt, when a spot doesn't go the way it is, you don't hear people rip on the male superstars for that. To which I say, did you see what happened to Seth Rollins when Sting got hurt? Yeah. And people started talking about John Cena's nose and Bret Hart and uh, fucking Finn Balor. And it's like, yeah. Yeah. The, the Seth Rollins caught a, a lot of shit for that. Yeah. <laughs> when he had that string of, of injuring people. So, yes, the male superstars do get it. And, yes, you're sloppy as fuck. And, yes, you're hurting people. Ginger, go ahead. Go in on there. Oh, my God. So I'm gonna I'm just going to throw this in there real quick. Did you notice Charlotte, like, protecting herself severely when Nia <laughs> threw that leg drop? She's like, no, hit me in the fucking stomach. Don't come near my fucking chest or face. Like, stay the no. fuck away from that area. Because she fucking she doesn't trust her. And that's not good in this business. That is not... You should... Even if you don't like somebody that you're going to work, you are in there to trust each other. That is the main thing that both of you have to do is take care of each other in that ring. Now, if she's going to tell me, if you're going to fucking sit here and tell me that Dana Brooke is okay after that, bullshit. That was an easy concussion. The The sound of that bump was fucking, it was just a, a solid thud. There was no like... In the business, you, you can spot this shit. And Dana immediately grabbed the back of her Immediately. Head. So there's no fucking way that she at least doesn't have a concussion. No fucking way. Now, Ginger, if you were to describe that move in one word, what word would you use? I'm not giving her the satisfaction of using my fucking word. <laughs> Sloppy. That's what she is. So, fucking so slop. Like, people have said forever, like... They're shocked that Naya and Shane are still teammates. They figured the story would run. My guess is that they're like, all right, so we're going to break you guys up, and Shane, you and Naya are going to have a Shane says, no, no, we should probably just team it yeah. a little longer. <laughs> um, you know, really build up the heat for when we finally do that. So maybe we should, uh, maybe we should win those tag titles back at the Royal Rumble and really build that story long term. Like, make this like a three-year angle, and then you know, maybe then. Uh, yeah, then, then we can maybe do that match and, you know, oh that, maybe. We'll see. Unless is the she... angle's going hot, in which case maybe we roll it forward with it for a little bit longer. She's just trying to avoid having to fight Nia Jax. I really do think that is it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the, the the thing is, too, like, you know that match is happening at WrestleMania. Oh, yeah. Yeah, probably. And it's just like, what? Really? Really? Yep. Really? Uh, <laughs> we had uh, mentioned a couple weeks ago that the WWE was rumored to have signed Japanese wrestling legend Meiko Satomura, who is in the Mae Young Classic. 
Well, it became official today. NXT announced or released on NXT UK a hype video for Miss Satomura, so clearly she will be making her way to NXT UK. Sort of puts the kibosh on those people who had thought she was the, the driving mysterious woman behind Xia Li, uh, as clearly she is going to be headquartered in NXT UK. Uh, Triple H, of course, because it's an NXT thing, hasn't gotten a picture with her yet, but he did tweet. Damn it. Uh, <laughs> her presence will be an absolute game changer for NXT UK's women's division. Kaylee Ray wanted some more competition. One of the best in the world is coming. Be prepared. Uh, so I don't know if you caught her in the May Young Classic, but she is an amazingly talented wrestler, and I'm excited to see what she might be able to do over in NXT UK. I don't recall watching her match ever, uh, so okay. I, I do sincerely apologize because I'm – if you couldn't tell, I'm, I'm I'm one of those people that is inside the WWE bubble, which, yeah. trust me, I I wish I could watch more, but with the two kids, it just fucking sucks. Like I, yeah. I they own my TV, and and the fact that I play with them all the time, so it's like, shit. <laughs> so, yeah. I hear you. I'm a WWE stan. Well, hopefully we uh hopefully we can get you caught up on an episode of NXT UK once she's there. So yeah. Um. So it's it's now your favorite segment every single week. Ugh. It is ratings corner. Actually, you might like this one a little bit because mm-hmm. while AEW did win this week, seven hundred and thirty-four thousand viewers <clears throat> to seven hundred and twenty thousand viewers. So it's only a fourteen thousand viewer difference. Uh, for AEW, and this is just fucking shocking to me. So NXT increased 61,000 viewers this week from last week. Um, I'll talk about the other the other dirty word in a moment. But um, AEW dropped 120,000 viewers from last week to this week. Yep, they did. That's insane. That is a ridiculous drop. Now, there were some marquee basketball games on last night. Atlanta and Trey Young were taking on the new look Brooklyn Nets. You had the Los Angeles Lakers taking on the 76ers, so the teams leading both conferences. But people thought during this whole thing, we, we kept hearing stories about how WWE is going to be so hurt by Wednesday night hockey and blah, blah, blah. NXT's viewership doesn't change that much. It doesn't spike and fluctuate the way AEW's does. This has to be concerning for them. Now, in terms of Dave Meltzer's favorite topic, quote-unquote, the demo, uh, AEW was a .29 in the demo to NXT's .21. That's probably the closest they've been in the demo for quite a while. Mm -hmm. Uh, For AEW, they dropped from a 3.6 in the demo all the way down to a 2.9, while NXT was up uh, from last week's 0.15 to a 0.61, uh, 0.21. So one basically dropped six points in the demo, one basically rose six points in the demo. So, whew. What are your thoughts, Ginger? I fucking hate ratings. <laughs> um, you know, I just, I, I'm, I'm surprised they didn't hit you with the Oh, uh, TNT stopped working for a few minutes, so that had to have dropped the ratings, so they jumped over to the NXT show over on uh, USA. Um, probably not the case. Then that means they stayed there, and that should be an even bigger concern. 
but 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 no, that's GMT it. stopped streaming, so it's, so, it's, it's that's gonna yeah. be why. So the problem with that is that streaming streaming ratings streaming streaming numbers don't count in the ratings. Um, and there was no issue with the broadcast feed; it was just the streaming on the app. I thought Sal had said the TNT feed went out. On the no, channel. Sal was wrong. Oh, Sal was wrong. Huh, figures. It was just it was just on the app. <laughs> just kidding, Sal. Um, okay. Well, according to Dave Meltzer, that would probably make it drop anyway, because Dave Meltzer just loves rubbing on that sack. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't understand why that dude is so on them and so anti WWE. It's terrible. Well, and it's not the fact that, though. and I, I forget, I, I don't know if it's you or Troy or a collective of both of you throwing these. People have been calling out Melcher on his bullshit lately, and it is fan fucking tastic. Yeah, yeah, it is hilarious. It's a lot of fun. So th- thank you for those. Like Conrad did it. Um, Shit, who, what was the other one? And Conrad's a big Melter guy. Yes. Like, huge. And he's he's even like, oh, man, that's pretty far-fetched. Because yeah. they made comments about Bischoff being on uh, Nitro, correct? Something like that? Yeah, something like that, yeah. And then who was the other one? Um, I think Corbin did one a couple weeks ago, and then there was one more, and I can't remember who the fuck it was, but... Um, oh, there's yeah. people all the time, but... Yeah, I know, but some have, like, uh, like really stuck out as of late. Did you so, see the Lance Storm thing? Lance Storm thing? I don't think I did. So Lance Storm tweeted something to the effect of he's going to... Um, basically, he's doing a service for independent wrestlers where they can send him their matches. Uh, he will watch their matches. He'll write up a full like critique of things they did well, things mm-hmm. they could do better, things they need to work on, and then do a, like a one-hour Skype call with them where he they watch the match together, mm-hmm. and he'll go over them uh, everything with them. Okay. If if you're a if you're a wrestler, that's pretty fucking good deal. I mean, uh, he's uh he's pretty well known and he knows his shit. He's a really accomplished trainer mm-hmm. so it would seem to make a ton of sense and i think the price tag wasn't too much either um what was it let me see it was 125 dollars us he watches the match first and first and then sends you his notes uh then they watch the match back together on zoom discussing notes and any question one hour zoom call and who, who is this again sorry lance storm oh okay okay uh brian alvarez responded with if I wasn't retired, I'd do this for every match. Oh, God. Please tell me Storm destroyed him. No, there, I, not that I saw. No responses oh. from Storm. But it's funny because at first, I read this as Brian Alvarez saying that he would charge people money to do the same critique. Oh. And I was about <laughs> to write, dude, the difference is people actually trust and respect Lance Storm within the wrestling world. Oh. And then I realized he was saying if he was still wrestling, he would pay to have Lance Storm do this. Um, to say you're retired is, is sort of a stretch when nobody wants to hire you. That's not really being retired so much as it is just nobody wants you to work for them. So, yeah. 
Kind of like that football player. Can't remember his name, though. Anywho. Which one? <laughs> There's a lot, but... Um... By the way, uh, NXT this week also, we talked about ratings, NXT also killed AEW in several demos amongst women. So I don't know if that's the result of this sort of women's dusty having an effect on women's viewing habits, but uh, it's not not a common occurrence in those ratings, so it's good to see. Hmm. Digging deeper. <laughs> Dig deep in those demos. <laughs> All right. Is that is, is that is that all we got? That was a lot of that's, news there. That's a, that's it for the news. I just found interesting articles and I thought I'd share them. Oh Sorry. no, it's fine. I love it. It's fantastic. <laughs> I, I I feel bad because I couldn't comment on a few mo- a few of them because I've never <laughs> seen the fucking people work. So I'm like shit. Yeah, that's okay. But, eh, yeah, shit happens. But, well, Jason, I don't have to sell anything anymore. Nope. By the way, a lot of shit went down when I was out for a little bit. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> So, I mean, yep. everybody already knows what the fuck we've been discussing it for. I don't know, two, three weeks now. So, yeah, we we got the Rundown Wrestling Network got an anchor baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You guys pulled the old Sal. Yeah. Hopping on an anchor. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, Jason, I have a question for you. What's up? Are you ready? I am. All right, cool. Ladies and gentlemen, this is. The NXT Rundown. Killian Dane and Drake Maverick are in the ring. And they're taking on the newcomers. You're doing more fucking pregnant pauses than William Shatner. What the fuck's going on? I'm waiting for you to cut me off. But I guess you forgot about our spot. I asked you a lot of stuff covered it. Um, they're in the ring and they're taking on the newcomers in the second round of the Dusty Cup. Wesley and Nash Carter, MSK. I'm guessing you missed their debut while you were out. Okay. So Uh, this was your first look at MSK. Uh, kind of. Troy showed me a couple clips uh, a couple few weeks ago to show me who they were because he had a feeling they were coming on XT. So. Okay. Uh, so Wes and Drake start uh, light chain to start, nothing major. Nash tags in and hits hits off and up. What the fuck did I? I'm already fucking up on my nose. Nash tags in and hits off and up and oh, hits an up and over in the corner and a bronco bronco buster on Drake gets a two. Holy yeah, no, this shit, was- that was brutal. Yeah, this was a full-on X-Pac Bronco Buster. Yeah. He, he fucking went for a ride. like <laughs> Multiple fucking bounces on his yeah. chest. Um, and then we get a nice helo by Wes off of the tag. Uh, Drake eventually gets a tag to Dane, and he launches Drake on into Wes. Cause you, like, this is, you got to beat a motherfucker with another motherfucker. Like, I, I'm, on, I'm on record as not being a fan of the amount of... of push that sort of Dane and, and Maverick have gotten as a team. That said, I absolutely love the fact that 90% of Killian Dane's offense in this team is just throwing fucking Drake Maverick at people. <laughs> Tag to Drake, and Dane uses Drake again as a weapon a few more times, actually. 
Uh, Dane lifts Nash up, but he escapes and tags to Wes. And they chop Dane down with some kicks, but it angers Dane. As Wes jumps to the second rope, Dane pushes him out of the ring, bringing us to a commercial. My, my favorite use of Drake Maverick in this match. What's that? When Killian Dane threw him right at the feet of the guy as he's coming off the ropes. Yeah, the trip. Him. <laughs> <laughs> we come back from commercial with Dane in clear control. Uh, big senton by him and a tag to Drake, and he gets a pin for a two. Hot tag to Carter, and he hits some serious fire, ending with a PK. There were several hot tags in this match, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, tag to Lee, and they hit the moonsault push-off, and Dane breaks up the pen. Called Hot Fire Flame. Hot Fire Flame, okay. Because At least that's what it was as the Rascals. I don't think they've said what the name is here. But. Yeah, I don't know. I, th- I think we got the same O from yeah. Vic Joseph. Probably. And Dane gets taken out on the outside by a second rope, second rope moonsault by Nash. And then tag Nash tags back in, and they hit the heart attack blockbuster for the three. Interesting. I actually didn't think I was going to like this match, but I actually enjoyed it quite a yeah, bit. It was about um, Dane and Drake's and, and punch me in the face for saying this, but they're actually sort of starting to grow on me a little bit. <laughs> uh, still don't want to see them as like a main featured tag team, but as no. sort of something like this where they're putting over an MSK team. Mm-hmm. The work was fun. It was entertaining. The match was, it didn't drag. It was, it constantly kept my attention. So I, I, I was, I was here for it. I liked it. Yeah, it, it was it was obviously my first time seeing a full match with MSK. Yep. I know they're more of the quicker type workers, but yep. um, I think Dane kind of um, you know he, he adjusted himself to fit in, several times. Yeah, and matched to get it. <laughs> Tight jeans, man. And uh, I I, th- I thought this match was good. Drake did his part and you know getting his ass kicked by. MSK and his partner, and uh, yeah, it was entertaining. I didn't mind it. She had power. Vic Joseph is like, they're they're even wearing the same size jeans now. And Wade Barrett, are you high or something like that? <laughs> oh shit! Um, did you notice throughout this entire episode? And I'm gonna bring this up now that Vic would try to cut off Wade. And Wade would yell to stop yes. him. Yep. Good. Yep. Vic, shut the fuck up. Let him finish his fucking sentence instead of you saying, oh, what a maneuver. Right. Yeah. There's a lot of that. Yeah. Uh, now we, it's my, probably my favorite moment of this week's NXT is coming up here. <laughs> Earlier today, we see Oni, Birch, and Dunn arriving. And Tell me this didn't look like Pete Dunn dropping Lorcan and Birch off for school. <laughs> he pulls up in the car, sits in the car, they get out, he like waves goodbye and drives off. Jesus, dude. That's all I could think of watching this. Looks Have a like good day at school, kids. School. Seriously. Oh, you forgot your lunch. Hand him a little brown bag. It was great. <laughs> It would have been great if he, instead of obviously not handing him a lunch, but one of them forgot the championship in the back. He goes, hey, wait, you forgot this. (laughs) (laughs) 
We then cut to a quick video build-up for Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez taking on Aaliyah and Jesse Kamea. Long time no see. I love me a good Jesse Kamea match. Oh, my God. Earlier in the day, with dinner time, and her guest is Kurt, the Lone Star Stallion. She asks him, what do the NXT fans need to know about you? Uh, Apparently, he's driven many times 19 hours straight. He's looking off in the desert, sees some tumbleweeds, and then he looks up, and he sees the shooting star, the brightest star in the sky. So he jerks off. And he ejaculates. Shooting stars, shooting loads. <laughs> and that's where he came up with the nickname, The Lone Star. And he's coming for the Cruiserweight Championship. Okay. More on that a little bit later. Does this just mean it? Does he have like a Matthew McConaughey thing going on? He's got a weird... I don't know. I, he lost me once he started talking about driving through the desert for 19. I was just like... What is this guy's deal, man? <laughs> Nobody gives a shit about you driving 19 hours through the desert watching tumbleweeds in the distance. That's Nobody it. gives yes. a sweet flying dick hole. That said, he had a little bit of a, a star look to him here, which was he looked very generic last week. So it was nice to see they at least tried to present him as, as sort of important here. Yeah, he had a plain black tux on. Ooh. He had like a suit jacket on. He looked like a, a guy of means or something. It's like, yeah, yeah. I I just it's it stood out to me a little bit. I saw him on the team and I was like, who the fuck is this guy? Didn't care. He didn't look important to me. Nothing. Well, that was last week for sure when he did the run in. But I thought this week they at least made an attempt to make him look good. There were also several very uncomfortable close ups of Mackenzie during this randomly, yeah. like. Like extreme close-ups, like you could see the pores on her skin. Now, beautiful woman, there is such a thing as too extreme of a close-up, though. <laughs> Not according to them. Whoever. God damn! I want to see her nose hairs. <laughs> Next up, we have Jesse Kamea and Aaliyah with Robert Bobert E. Fuckstone. And they, How much have you missed him, though? Really? Honestly, I've I have I've I've kind of missed him, like like to the point where I've, where I've been like, what the fuck happened to him? And Aaliyah. It disappeared for a while. A long time. This is the first time they've been on TV in what? God, I want to say, three months, four months, maybe. It'd be something like that. Jesus. And fuckstone hasn't gotten run over with a tank lately and i definitely want to see him get run over with that beast that she has now oh i, I want to see him get shot in the balls with the cannon austin Derry style oh god that was fantastic <laughs> um, so raquel and Aaliyah start the match uh tie up and raquel swings her around still holding the collar elbow tie up Tagged to Jesse, and Raquel shows her power going for a gory special, but Jesse reverses, tries to pin, but doesn't. that doesn't quite work very well. Tagged to Kai, and Jesse goes to work a bit, and tags Aaliyah, and double leapfrogs, double da- drop-downs lead to Kai, lead Kai into a punch by Aaliyah, getting a two-count. Uh, open up and over by Aaliyah, and she hits a brutal face wash. Boy, that looks stiff. Yep. 
which was sort of weird seeing somebody hit a face wash on her. Uh, yeah. But then Raquel pulls Kai out, and Aaliyah gives chase, only to get a fucking receipt from that last kick, because she got bashed in the face by a boot from Kai. And that, ladies and gentlemen, was gross. <laughs> Stiffed the fuck out of her. Uh, tags Raquel, who hits a whirlwind slam for a two. I really like that move. I know yeah. it's kind of basic and easy, but I think it fits her very well. Yeah, it was sort of a reverse, almost like a tour of the islands kind of thing, but instead of like the full-on start one way, go the other way, she just goes the mm-hmm. other way up. Yeah, the, uh, tidal wave. That's what it's called. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Tag to Kai, and she hits a corner face wash on Aaliyah for a two. Hip tossed by Raquel and an assisted stomp from Kai gets a two. I really like that assisted stomp as well. Uh, Aaliyah jumps for a tag and hooks Kai up for a DDT, causing separation. She gets a tag to Jesse and Kai tags Raquel. Jesse runs in and just gets murder lined. And a single arm powerbomb gets the win. I've. I was I was kind of expecting somewhat of a hot tag, but we did not get that. Raquel was like, "Fuck this! I'm done with this bullshit," and brought it I, home. I sort of love the fact that it was like Dakota's struggling with this, and Raquel's like, "Here, hold my beard." Just yeah. Like, <laughs> like, I think it was it was great. I love. By the way, can I just say I love uh, Dakota with the pink hair? Good look for her. Mm. Um, but yeah, I I love this this match was I, I love Raquel's performance. Uh, Jesse was there. Um, <laughs> she wasn't awful. She did what needed to be done. She and that was job out. That's all it was. By the was... way, what was with that gear? That was like Nikos Rikos. But only on the stomach. No, no, no. She was. She had one sleeve, and she was. Uh, she had one arm with a sleeve, one arm bare, and one leg with a leg with a one leg with like pant legs, and one leg with shorts. Is that kind of like kicked his leg out of his leg? Sort of. Yeah. <laughs> but it reminded me of that Nikos Rikos dude. Yeah. And uh, I thought about that too. I was like, that's a little bit of a odd outfit she's got there. A lot of tit windows on display in this match, though. This is fantastic. Oh. Um, so the next round will be Dakota Kai and Gonzalez versus Casey Catanzaro and Katie Caden Carter. This to me is sort of the championship match. I think whoever wins that match is winning the whole tournament. I can see them. Uh, you know, I saw that Raquel. Uh, yeah, that Raquel and Kai were in this, and I was like, they're giving it to Raquel and Kai all day. And I sort of feel like that's the plan is to have that happen, and that's why you're not seeing Raquel in the women's title picture right now. Mm-hmm. They're they're gonna we're gonna talk about that later. They're gonna occupy EO with something else for the time being. Let yeah. Raquel run through the tournament, and then when the tournament's done, then Raquel will move on to EO. Yeah, absolutely. Because you don't you don't want to rush her. You don't. Yeah. The slow build, the slow build is what we want right now. We don't need immediate yeah. pushes. The Way shows up for dinner time. Candace and Indy say they will win the Dusty Women's. By the way, I fucking missed it when you had uh, when you had Kurt Stallion on. I mm-hmm. had a great joke. It was a sit down dinner time, but you know, mm-hmm. yeah. too many 
fucking dinner time. Like, I love dinner time, but... And I believe you and Troy brought this up last week. The backstage segments this week... Too much. Holy fuck, dude. Way too much not in ring time. (sighs) So the way is with dinner time. And the matches seem to be, like, suffering for it, too, because they seem to be shorter than they usually are in the next day. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Candace and Indy say they will win the women's dust cup. Johnny is asked about facing the man who has beat him twice, Kushida. He yells, "Don't, don't say it." He walks off, and Theory says, "We, we, Mackenzie, we, we, we don't mention Kushida around him." Johnny walks back in and says, "No more words to Theory." He says, "No more words, Theory. Not another word." And he walks away again. Candace and Indy look at Theory as they walk away, and Theory just says. I was just telling her about Kushida, and you hear Johnny from from a distance say, "Stop it!" <laughs> yeah, this was not their best group promo. I I thought it was kind of funny. It was comical, Meh. but Meh. as they it all was, walk it away, it was too oh. much of a reach for the comedy. Like yeah. the comedy wasn't natural. It was it was yeah. very forced. Yeah. So they walk out, but as they walk away, Dexter Loomis pops out from a curtain. Okay, now, you don't listen to AEW Rundown. You don't watch Being the Elite. But there was a segment like two weeks ago on Being the Elite where the Dark Order was having like a a New Year's Eve party. Mm -hmm. And they're in there for like 20 minutes. And then all of a sudden from behind a curtain on the wall, Hangman Page pops out. It's like, it's only December 27th. And uh, they were talking about like, how fucking long was it? This was almost a direct ripoff of that. (laughs) Like... (laughs) Oh, I don't watch it, so it's new to me. That's all I care about. I have zero fucking interest, and we'll talk about it later, but I have zero, zero, less than zero fucking interest in Dexter Loomis getting involved in this Kushida-Johnny Gargano thing. I want a one-on-one match with those fucking two. I want the master clinic that we're going to get when those two get in the ring together. I do not want Dexter Loomis fucking this thing up with his stupid little fucking paintings. Well, it sucks because it's not his fault. He's just doing what they're doing. Fuck your crayons! Well, that's not very nice. My kids love crayons. No, no, his. Just Dexter's. (laughs) No, like I said. You know what's what's in Dexter's laboratory? A ton of fucking shitty drawings. Laboratory? That's how I say it. Laboratory? That's That's not how I say it. I say laboratory. I, I I understand that. Um, like I said, it's not his fault. It's not him booking the shit. It's not like he's like, hey, I'm just gonna fucking do this, and they'll have to turn it into something. <laughs> so I mean, hey, can't blame the guy. They're just gonna fucking do it. They're gonna do it. It sucks. Cause yes, I do want Kushida versus Johnny one on one, not this mixed tag team or. Tag matches. I don't want it. I don't want. It. I want one on one. I was. I came out of this episode of NXT very confused about the direction of a lot of things. Uh, yeah, a little bit. This is a an odd episode of NXT to yeah. say the least. For sure. Uh, we then go to Scarlet. How much have you missed Scarlet Ginger? Oh my god, dude. Oh. Damn! I. Boner. 
Dude. You don't have that one on your soundboard. No, I don't. From Troy. No, no. <laughs> My dick's a And, you know, it's... It's a damn shame that she's taken. <laughs> yeah, I'm dude. sure you had a shot, dude. Hey, you never know, man. You never <laughs> fucking know. You miss all the shots you don't take, right? Exactly. That's Wayne Gretzky said that, right? Something like that. You miss 100% of the shots that you don't take. There you go. There you go. Uh, but she is in a, in a red lit up room, speaking in tongue. Uh, she grabs a card from the deck. You'd like to deck. speak in tongue, wouldn't you? What? Nothing. Uh, she grabs a card from a deck of tarot cards and proceeds to say, Foolishness tempts the course of fate. The Hierophonsgull passed on his win- wisdom elevate his follow- to elevate his followers. Such conviction leads as she lick- licks her glove. Oh. <laughs> Obliteration. Stay on your journey or he will alter his. Speaks and continue to speaks in tongue. Fall and pray. This is weird. Yep. This is fucking weird as hell. And it would get weirder. Yeah, a little bit. A uh. little bit. Well, we uh, we already discussed the Tegan Knox thing, but they plugged the fact that Tegan Knox is doing a YouTube workout with Captain Marvel herself, Brie Larson, on her road to recovery. And it's it's sort of cool because Tegan's talked in the past about sort of being inspired by the Captain Marvel character so much mm-hmm. so that he, she designed her gear yeah. uh, to be a tribute to it. So it's probably pretty cool for her. Oh, fuck yeah. I mean, Brie Larson is obviously in shape, so... Yeah. You know, she knows what the fuck she's doing, yo. Apparently nobody liked her on that movie, but, you know, it's another story. I don't get it, but, okay. I, oh, I just I, just search for YouTube, like, people hate Brie Larson. What? Like, every, Robert Downey Jr., fucking uh, Chris Hemsworth, there's all these videos of them, like, rolling their eyes whenever she talked and they were in interviews. Like, they all just seem genuinely annoyed by her. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought you meant also, fans. No, no, no. There's all sorts of YouTube videos about, like, how all of her co-stars hated her. Huh. Well, good thing there's no more Avengers movies. Well, there's more Captain Marvel movies, so... Yeah. Cameos will happen. And there will be more Avengers movies, just with a different group of Avengers. Yeah, but they, they, you won't you won't get Robert Downey Jr., unfortunately. Oh, you never know. Nah, he's already come out and said it multiple times. He will never do Iron Man again. Hey, do you know what the next Marvel movie is? Is it Spider-Man? Um, hey, I'll give you a hint. It was supposed to come out last year, but it got oh, Black Widow. Of... Right. What happened to Black Widow in uh, Avengers? This is a prequel, though, ain't it? Yeah, exactly my point. You can't do any more prequels with Iron Man. Sure, you can. No. You can play. Also, they've, de- they've discovered time travel. You can play fast and loose with this shit all you want. No, now. because that they already discussed that and said it changes the course of history. Yeah, you it creates an that. alternate timeline. You can, they can be alive. They've already created alternate timelines. They can, our Iron Man could have been alive in an alternate timeline. Yeah, not happening. He's already said it. He, he's actually starting to get annoyed with it. 
Like I'm sure he is. You know what he won't get annoyed with? A hundred fucking million dollars. <laughs> By the way, do you know? Do you remember how how little time he spent in the Spider-Man movie? Yeah, he had a decent part, but yeah, okay. No, it was, it, was, it was like I think they said it was like two days worth of work. Okay, he got ten million dollars for that. Yeah, because he's fucking amazing. <laughs> Can you imagine? You want to you want to like really blow your mind for a second though? As amazing in those movies as Robert Downey Jr. was, if he hadn't had all of his substance abuse problems, he would have never taken that role. He'd have been doing all the artsy fartsy shit and you know all that stuff, and mm-hmm. he would have never. I'm not gonna be a fucking comic book movie. I'm a serious <laughs> fucking actor. <laughs> But because gotta, of everything that happened, it was like the role that they would give him, and he just, he was amazing with it. It's sort of crazy how that works out. Honestly, like, you really, like, I know this is, it's difficult to think about. You cannot picture anybody else playing Iron Man. You can't. There's no I fucking You say way. that now, but it's like, if somebody else had. The, if, the if somebody there. else had, I think it would have flopped. And we wouldn't have had a, uh, such a big blowout of Iron Man and all of the Avengers, to be honest. Yeah. I don't know. He was perfect for that role, though. So. He really legitimately was. Yeah. But anyways, we went way the fuck off topic here. We tend to do that. Yeah, shit happens. Uh, next up, we get Tyler Russ with Malcolm Bisquick versus some jobber that they didn't even give a fucking name to. Well, they kept calling him Rios, which I don't really know. But uh, it, in case you're interested, it was Daniel Garcia. Uh, who's also gone by Danny Garcia, Dante Rios, which is probably what they called him on uh, NXT. They never said his first name. They just kept calling him Rios. Mm-hmm. So I'm guessing Dante Rios is what they went with. Uh, he was a guy from uh, Buffalo, New York. He's been all over the place, actually. Um, cool. I like it. Sorry. Um, he's held. Uh, he's been a C4 champion, an ESW heavyweight champion, uh, and he's had several matches, including fairly recently being an, uh, appearing on uh, Impact, not Impact, I'm sorry, AEW Dynamite uh, in November of last year, uh, teaming with Kevin Blackwood to take on The Butcher and the Blade, as well as teaming with Kevin Blackwood to take on Joey Janela and Sonny Kiss. So he's been no stranger to the Wednesday Night Wars already. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Man, I did a lot of fucking research, you dick. No, I, I appreciate it, and I'm sure I'm sure as hell sure that, dude. Where's your research, motherfucker? All written down. <laughs> Did you have anything on Danny Garcia? Who? No. Eat a dick. We <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> get an international, and Rust ends it with a right hand to the face. Rust works on his on the jobber's arm. No, I said. Are you ready? <sighs> well, you follow through with the last time we spoke, promise. Because I remember you saying, I'm going to hit you with it in the middle of the show one time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, yeah, Russ works on the job as I'm a bit. Quick roll up, gets a two and a backslide as well. Uh, tilt to whirl into a guillotine, but Russ quickly escapes. He then hits the rolling snap mirror and the arm stretch butterfly, and I, Jobber has no choice but to I give up. I am naming up. that the, the flipping cravat bomb. Flipping cravat bomb? Yeah. I, I just call it the 
rolling snap there. Yeah, no. Uh, it's the, it's a slipping cravat from now on. Yeah, whatever. It's a snap. It's not really a snap mare because he has the other hand locked in like a cravat. So. Yeah, you put both hands on the head for a snap mare too. Yeah, but not on the side like that. You don't lock it in like that. It's just one. <laughs> All right. It's a flipping cravat bomb, motherfucker. <laughs> I love the fact that he. How many times has he done that move and they still don't have a name for it? Unless. Oh, Vic Joseph does it. Oh! <laughs> oh, God, I hate that guy. Innovative offense! <laughs> My asshole is puckered! <laughs> Oh my god. I... Wait, give me your dick! So. <laughs> um, yeah, so he, he gets the win. Good for him. A little bit of a build up, build up. What's up with the photo taking of their. Uh, the, the, the part. The, the, the loser. What's up, what's up with that? Just a fun. selfie? Yeah, just a little something. Taking evidence. Basically. <sighs> okay, match. It was a jobber match. It was just that. But it wasn't, though. Danny Garcia got way too much offense in this match. You're trying to build Tyler Rust up? Like, this should have been like a fucking well, two squash. The reason they did that was to kind of build up from last week, where he did lose. Right, he lost last week, but he should be... He he could lose last week to Bronson Reed. Bronson Reed's an established guy in NXT now. This guy he yeah. should be beating in two minutes, less less yeah. than two minutes. Yeah. Got to build up those that confidence again by having him go closer to even with a jobber. That's no, no, that's that's what I'm saying. He should have. Oh, okay. Beat the shit out of him and been like, yeah, that's it, that's it. Yeah, exactly. I I, I don't want him to get ruined because he looked really good with Champa. And he looked good here. I I didn't think he looked great last week against Bronson Reed, mm -hmm. uh, but I did think he looked much better here. I don't know if he has star quality though. Like he he's got a good look. Like his bot, he's got a good body for wrestling. His face is weird. Face is weird. Exactly. Yes. (laughs) That beard is weird. He's got a star face. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No. It's he looks like he looks like his face looks like generic creator wrestler four. (laughs) <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah, it, 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 so, something is just, I don't know. I, I i can't pick it out, but I know it's his face. Because like you said, great body, great athleticism, great stuff. All that stuff's good, but just this. <laughs> this area just doesn't work for him. Why are you pointing go, to the deck when you said this area? <laughs> we then go to a build-up video for Grizzled Young Veterans versus Kushida and Leon Ruff. We then go to dinner time, and her guest is Finn Balor, and she is soaking wet. But before even she even gets away, uh, gets gets to talk, Kyla Riley then walks up, and she can't stand the sexiness, and she just walks away. This was the most awkward thing I've seen. Dude, Finn says, I'm always ready. Silence. <laughs> no, Kyle says, are you ready? 
Oh. And then Balor says, I'm always ready. And then Kyle says, can I trust you? And then Balor says, what do you think? And then Kyle just says, I don't have to trust you if you're on the same page. And then Balor says, see you out there. And then Kyle goes, see you out there. Now imagine that with really long, awkward pauses between each response. <laughs> and that was the promo. I just don't get the why they did it this way. They were trying to create like this tense atmosphere between the two of them. Mm-hmm. But it failed miserably yes. the way they did it. Do you think the pauses were just too long? Because the pauses were really fucking awkwardly Awkward. long. Awkwardly long, yeah. Um, I think that was part of it. I also think nothing they did in the dialogue conveyed tension. Mm-hmm. It was supposed to just be conveyed by the long pauses, and I think that failed. Yeah. So. <sighs> it was an awkward one. 100%. Who do you think wants to fuck the other one more? That's the question I came uh, out of this with. Oh, Kyle definitely wants to fuck Balor more. You think? Yeah. I don't know. Absolutely. And Balor's like, dude, I fucking damaged your jaw last time. Wait till you see what I do this time. <laughs> <laughs> Jot that down. Uh, <laughs> next up, look at Grizzled Young Veterans versus Kushida and Leon Ruff. Oh, Gibson starts with Kushida. Gibson gets frustrated after some chain. Tag to Drake. Back elbow. Okay, hold on. Because the, the, the fucking chain to start this off with Gibson and Kushida was fantastic. Oh, yes. I I, I, I shouldn't short stick that. Yeah, absolutely. No, not at all. They they uh, I didn't even know Gibson had that in him. Like, mm. I knew he was a decent in-ring performer and, like, technical guy, but... The, the the chain that him and Kushida started this match off with was outstanding. It was good, really good. It was quick. It was there was even something different that I had never seen. I can't I can't remember which part of it it was, but somebody did something. I was like, that was a weird way to get out of that, but it totally yeah. fucking worked. Yeah. Um. So you get the tag to Drake and back elbow clothesline and a spinning heel kick from Drake, getting a two. Blind tag to Ruff, and he goes to the rope. He does the rope dodge, ending in a okay. drop kick. Let me stop you there. I've told the story on the rundown before, and particularly in, in my sit down um, way back with with Mister Anthony Green. Um, you were at one of the APW shows where AG was there, and he was performing. This is when AG was still still young, mm-hmm. uh, still getting into it. And he came back, and he just, you know, like, like, AG's always, what'd you think of my match? Which is like, yep. just asks everybody. Um, and I said to him at the time when he asked me, I was like, it was great. Match was good. There was nothing really specifically wrong. I said, the only thing I would do is that, because he had, I mean, you'll probably remember this, he had this spot he used to do where he would do, like, the, the drop down, kip up, drop, like, avoid the punches, drop mm-hmm. down, kip up back and forth all of the like, bunch of times yeah you remember that kind of okay um so he asked i said the only thing i would say to you is that i love that spot but i see it every time i see you yeah and if you do that every single time it stops being special it's just something you do 
and that move is too cool to be something that's just something you do. Yeah. Um, and if I, you don't want to, you don't want to fall into the trap where if I've seen you once, I've seen you every time because then I don't need to go see you again. Um, and I sort of feel like that with Leon Ruff. Like this rope dodge spot is really cool, no. but I'm already becoming desensitized to it because I see it every fucking week. I hate it in in every match. I already hate it. The only time I've liked it recently was when he tried to do it against Johnny, and Johnny had it scouted and caught him. Because that like, no, made sense. fuck you. I'm catching you and suplexing your ass. Yeah. But he needs to, like, save this move and, and break it out every so often. Yeah. Ah, God. Uh, tagged Kushida, and they hit Drake with some kicks, ending in double basement drop kicks. Tag in a rough, and he works on Drake's arm. Bouncy, bouncy into a Huracurana by Ruff. That's another thing that he does in every single match. Uh, Tag to Gibson, and they try to double-suplex Ruff, but Kushida comes in and stops it. And Grizzly Young Vets try to attack, but Ruff stops. I'm sorry, but Ruff dodges and hits a springboard cutter on Gibson for a two, and that sends us to commercial. We come back, and Leon goes for a sunset and gets a two, but then gets clotheslined by Drake. Ruff the on rapper? The out- no. Ruff on the outside, and Grizzled Young hit their awful-looking leaping chest slap backbreaker combo. Yeah, see, I sort of like that. I fucking hate this move so much. I don't know. I sort of like it. He, it looks so weak. I don't know. Him jumping over the top and doing that fucking slap thing to the chest to make it look like it's more uh, pressure. No, it looks like absolute dog shit to me. So I, I, the way it looks to me is he hits it as an elbow, like just comes down with the elbow across the chest. No, it, it looks fucking awful. I honestly, it's I like probably, it. I wish I remembered this move for last year's year end awards for worst move because this would have been it. I can't I stand the move. It's fucking awful. Dude, dude, Macho Man's elbow hurts more coming off the top rope than someone just doing a regular elbow drop in the ring. That's why it's a that's a signature move. Yeah, but so it, just, it doesn't look like it hurts him any worse on the backbreaker. That's what I'm saying. Like that just, leap over the top. I don't top, see it, it as trying to make the backbreaker hurt more. I just see it as a combination move: the elbow drop, backbreaker at the same time. It just, I don't know. It just doesn't do it for me, man. I don't like it. I don't like it. I I, I am a fan of it. To each their own. Ruff then escapes a body slam and hits a neck breaker, but doesn't get the tag. Too bad. Back elbow gets separation for Ruff, and he gets that tag to Kushida. Tomahawk chop off the top. Oh, say that five times fast. Back elbow, inverted atomic drop, and then the hip toss cartwheel drop kick, Jason's favorite spot, and... The timing on that is so amazing. It's fucking beautiful. He's Uh, literally going for the drop kick before the guy lands off the hip toss. It's crazy. Drop kick to Drake's arm in the corner, and then hooks Drake, but Drake drives him into his own corner, tagging in Gibson, suplex escape, and he looks... He hooks an octopusy hold... Gibson escapes and hits a shiki, and G- GYV hit the doomsday device. Eh. GYV hit a doomsday device, getting a close two. Which uh, Dick referred to as elevated clothesline. And thank God for Wade going, doomsday device. 
How do you Go. not know the name of the Doomsday Device? Because he's a fucking idiot, Jason. <laughs> Ticket to Mayhem attempt, but an escape, and then a handspring back elbow to both of Grizzled Jung veterans. Tagged to Ruff, and he hits a missile drop kick to Gibson, then a tope yeah. to Drake on the outside. On the opposite the side, hits a front flip plancha off the top, and I thought he was going to botch it like he did with Johnny Gargano. And that was but on he the... did in a way. Like, every time he does this move, he almost completely overshoots the guy. It's really bad. Um, uh, I fucking totally lost my fucking spot. Plancha off the top to Gibson, then a back, back in a rebound clothesline. Uh, to the top, and Ruff misses a front flip senton due to Drake pulling Gibson out of the way. Tag to Drake, and takes he takes out Kushida, and the ticket to Mayhem gets Grizzled Young Veterans the victory. Grizzled Young Veterans will take on either Strong Cole or Champa Thatcher in the next round of the tournament. Thoughts on the match before we get to the next portion? Um, I like I so I said last week or two weeks ago when Troy was on. Um, I really like Grizzled Young Vets. I'm a fan of them, but I feel like their matches don't leave me remembering anything from their matches. Like the work is solid but unspectacular. Mm-hmm. Um, this match I really enjoyed. This might be my favorite Grizzled Young Vets match since they've come to NXT. It was entertaining. They worked quick. It was a fast-paced yep. match and. Uh, everything was pretty much smooth. I mean, yeah. except for the neckbreaker by Ruff, but that wasn't his fault. But it was a little rough. Yeah, yeah. Can't believe you just made that joke. That's awful. <laughs> um, so jokes. yeah, but yeah, no, I, I haven't really been a. I I can't get into the grizzled young veterans. I can't do it. I've tried to, you know, watch their matches and you know stay focused on it and. I don't like I don't like their style. Something about it just doesn't do it for me. It's definitely a slower, more methodical European style. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, I thought it actually blended really well here with Ruff and, and Kushida. And um, the other thing that really stood out to me in this match was seeing next to Kushida and Ruff how fucking big Zach Gibson is compared <laughs> to like those guys. Yeah. yeah, I'll agree. I'll agree to that. So we get some aftermatch shenanigans. Uh, Gargano and Theory come out and just beat down Ruff and Kushida. Johnny hits one final beat on Kushida as Theory forces Ruff to watch on the on the outside. All of a sudden, Dexter Loomis appears behind Theory. He lets go Ruff, looking scared as fuck, gets in the ring and brings brings it to Johnny's attention. Johnny completely fucking no-sells him, just stares at him, turns around and wipes his feet towards Kushida, and they leave the ring. That's it. Yep. So, but I wonder if he's after Theory and not Johnny. Could be. I hope that's the case. I really Me too. do. Me too. Because I, I, I know you wish that, because... Of your earlier comments, he he doesn't need to be involved in this North American Championship title picture yet. Nope. Or ever. Oh, I wouldn't say ever. I mean, he already had a title shot, and he he didn't win it, so. 
When did he have a title shot? Didn't he have the uh, title shot after the ladder match because he got pulled out and we were like, oh, it was a good idea that they gave him the match because it made sense. No, he never got the title uh, shot. I think you're wrong on that. Let me see. Okay, Who's champion going. before Johnny? Priest. Yeah, I don't think Loomis ever got a title shot. All right, just uh, I'll look it up. You okay. go and uh, uh, yeah, no, don't don't put. I, I hope I really, really, really fucking hope that they put him against Theory and not Johnny because if they put him in that title picture, that means you're gonna have another three-way um, feud going on, which we'll get into a little bit later. And it just it doesn't. fucking random to be honest you kind of saw it coming at uh new year's evil october was... 14th nxt north american title match damian priest defeats dexter loomis really yep i don't remember we should have placed a bet on it i could have made you watch like dirty porn or something no i don't, <laughs> ta- I don't take bets like that and then my wife would walk in and be like, what the actual fuck are you watching? And she wouldn't believe me that I lost a bet and had to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we could always get your take on Talking Shopamania, too. <laughs> oh, my God. Nope. I'm, uh, I am all set on that. If you want to hear Troy's take on Talking Shopamania, too, check out Troy Lost a Bet on our rundown feed. Uh, fantastic recap of what sounds like and just an absolutely awful show. <laughs> We go to the back, where the lone star, Kurt Stallion, is laid out holding his jaw. Regal charges over and asks, what happened? And he says, Legato. And that's it. <laughs> we go to break. We come back. They show Legato. Del Fantasma is with dinner time. She tells them Kurt Stallion isn't medically cleared now. Escobar says it's very traffic. Very tragic. And boy, oh boy, Regal comes in looking to beat some ass busting through that door. Yeah. Holy shit. He was ready to fuck shit up with his brass knocks. He's a man. <laughs> Such, Such a, a man. man. A real man's man. Escobar says he's been here all night. Ask his hombres. They speak Spanish, and Regal informs Escobar he will defend his championship next week against Kurt Stallion. And if anybody gets him, uh, if if Kurt doesn't make it due to interference, there will be severe consequences. Regal leaves, and they all smirk. Escobar lifts up his cruiserweight championship and sees a tarot card. He looks terrified. Passes it to Joaquin. Joaquin says, fuck this, I don't want that. Immediately passes it to Raul. They act scared for a second, and then they all chuckle and laugh, throw it on the ground. They make fun of it and leave for the night. Escobar? That's what they're going to do with um, the cross? I don't know. I don't know if this is like a program or if this is just um, you're going to see like they're going to be marked. So you get the tarot card and then the week next week you get shit kicked out of you. 
and it's just sort of like the path of destruction, if you will. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know, but I, I really don't need to see a program with Cross and, and Santos, at you least what, unless Santos loses the title next week and you're going to start pushing him as a non-cruiserweight, but... Uh, yeah. No, don't do that. <laughs> don't which, fucking... Which, again, we got to always sort of remember the looming specter of Jordan Devlin, who is a heel, who's going to at some point come over mm-hmm. and do the program with whoever the Cruiserweight champion is. So it makes sense for that belt to be on of a, on a face. Mm-hmm. So we'll yeah. see. Well, we'll see what happens, but I don't know. I don't know about this one. I hope it was just a uh, we're going to fuck with you type scenario. But who knows? I was hoping that later on, like, Tony Storm would find the tarot card in the back pocket of her wrestling gear. Like, I'm coming for that ass. <laughs> Hey, speaking of Tony Storm, she's on her way to the ring, and we didn't get the fucking camera shot, you motherfuckers. Nope. She's a heel now. You treat it like I a don't heel. give a sweet flying fuck. No, you don't give the people what you want, what they want when you're a heel. It's bullshit. She starts speaking to EO and says she doesn't wait for her turn. She doesn't wait. What? The? She speaks to EO and says she doesn't wait her turn when she wants something. Weird. Talks about her accomplishments. Uh, she wants to hurt and ruin EO for taking her opportunity. Dude, I, this was not a good promo. This is fucking terrible. <laughs> I, I, heel Tony is not working. Nope. It's really not. Like nope. She's done heel before in stardom and, and, and other places, but... It's just not working here. I, I don't know. I, it, to be fair, Johnny as a heel didn't work for me at first, and, and it's grown on me now. Maybe she will too, but she just is such a natural baby face here that mm-hmm. it feels everything feels forced, and I just I, even this promo, like, ugh, no. No, nope. Uh Good thing this promo is done because Eo's music hits, and she comes to the ring. She takes the microphone and says she will fight her anytime. She's made it clear that she doesn't like her. Double leg takedown by Tony, but it's quickly turned over. They get up, and EO hits a drop kick. And then out of fucking nowhere, Mercedes attacks EO from behind. Uh, hits a two-handed choke slam and grabs the belt. Tony Storm then grabs the belt from Mercedes. And they go face-to-face, and EO hits Mercedes with the missile drop kick from behind, taking out both women. And then a terribly missed palm strike. Two feet from her face. Shouldn't have sold it. Uh, Then the double knees in the corner to Martinez. Goes for over the moonsault. But Tony stops that and hits eat my ass on EO three consecutive times. Tony picks up the belt and holds it up. So we got a three-way. This is why I was talking about earlier. Please don't do another three-person feud for a championship. Yeah, I guess. I mean, this is just so fucking convoluted. Like, this women's title picture, you started to build Raquel, and then you're like, no, no, we're going to hold off on that. So then you throw Tony in there, and then you start to build the thing with Tony, and then all of a sudden you're just like, oh, we got Mercedes back. Let's just throw her right in the title picture, too. I mean, I'm okay with Mercedes. I mean, I guess, but you also got to understand that Mercedes and Tony aren't winning this title. 
Yes. The, the title's staying on EO. So why? I don't know. I just it seems like a waste to have both of them lose here when you could sort of split this out and drag it out. Oh, who knew? Who knows? We might get a fucking shocker. Mercedes might I, take that strap. I don't think so. I think it's pretty clear they're building for Raquel and EO. Yeah. Well, we can hope, right? I guess. <laughs> uh, guess what, Jason? It's our 20th course of dinner time, <laughs> and her guest is Isaiah Swerve Scott, um, asking why he got in Brunson's face last week. Uh, he goes on this fucking spiel about everybody points their fingers at Swerve, and I, I just, I could give a fuck less about this promo. Couldn't yeah, care. It wasn't, yeah, I wasn't uh, on to the next part. Imperium promo package. This was absolutely fucking fantastic. I didn't take any notes because I was hooked from the second <laughs> it came on. Uh, from what I remember, it was basically like they've been separated due to the pandemic, but they are all coming together, and when that happens, it will be pure dominance. So Walter right. comes to NXT? I guess. I mean, that's that's the only way we're going to get all of them together. Yeah, I guess. Guess what, Jason? Our What's 21st that? course of dinner time. This is actually the ninth backstage segment in the show. I just counted. Yep. Uh, her guests are Strong Cole. Uh, talking about the Dusty Cup in their match next week. Nothing important, just a fucking random segment. Sir, you got nothing out of this. This did not need to be here at all. Nope. It was kind of just like, they're like, hey, cut a quick promo about the Dusty Cup. That's it. Yeah. Nothing important. Doesn't need to be important. Just do it. Nope. They said, okay. Nope. Ugh, fuck. I'm almost thinking like they're like, you know what? We're not doing so well with the young people. Young people like hot chicks. Mackenzie's hot. Let's put her on like seven times in the episode. Oh man, they gotta stop. Pretty soon it's gonna be like Mackenzie Mitchell coming to you from my bikini, and I'm gonna stand here and enter. It's like, <laughs> what are we doing here? <laughs> like Mackenzie Mitchell with a mannequin backstage. Let's go. By the way, Kurt Stallion's promo. He was talking about a rocket, but then he said he wanted to strap one on. So I don't know. That's true. He did. <laughs> <laughs> Isaiah Swerve Scott versus Bronson Reed. Clean corner break, but Scott hits a flying. Well, hold, hold on, because I was I was very critical last week. I appreciate that Bronson Reed took the little fake Godzilla off of his jacket because he looked much better this week. I listened to that. I'm so glad I didn't watch it because I probably would have <laughs> just busted out laughing. It was not good. Oh, not good. Uh, not a clean break. Swerve hits a flying knee strike, but he quickly but. Reed quickly discovers it and looks to toss Scott over the top, but he lands on his feet. Bronson pulls him up on the apron and a pump knee to Reed's jaw, then a low kick while Reed's on the floor. Scott goes for a second, but it's caught and Reed swings Scott's leg backwards and Scott just eats the mat with his shoulder and the top of his fucking head. Such a fucking stupid, pointless spot that somebody could get severely fucking hurt on. Um, 
corner splash and a line over the top, followed up by a tope by Reed, sending us to commercial. We come back, and Scott is in control with an arm submission. Scott works on Reed's shoulder and puts on an arm bar. Reed reaches the ropes, and Scott goes for a rolling flatliner, but he just gets pushed off midair. I loved it. Yeah, he just swatted him away like a piece of shit. It was great. It it was really good. Uh, A couple shoulder blocks and an avalanche. That was fucking stiff. Yeah. And then a senton by Reed. Suplex into a fireman's carry into a Death Valley driver. Gets a two for uh, Bronson. Which which I guess is sort of okay, but Dick it's, called it a driver. <sighs> so, wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on. Who called it a driver? Dick. Thank you. Yeah. <sighs> oh, God. Reed goes for a choke slam, but his shoulder gives out. Reed on the second buckle, and Scott hits a break a breakdance kick, climbs up, and hits the Kimura DDT house call in a 450 splash for a two. Uh, Vic calls the house call a roundhouse kick. Oh, my God. I fucking hate him so much. And Wade Barrett, to his credit, goes, hit him with the house call. I like that Barrett fucking calls out the moves when Dick doesn't. It's, yeah, because Dick is a fucking dick, dude. He's in, it's, it's, I just don't get it, dude. Like, call the fucking name moves by their goddamn names, please. So, so you're a you're you're in a, you've been in ring, in ring performer. Yes. My contention on this show in the past has been, as an announcer, I feel that if I were to go out there and do that, I would be being disrespectful to the workers to not take the time to know the names of their moves. But at the same time, the workers have to sometimes go up to the ring announcers as well. See, you say that to me as my, again, and I'm speaking only as somebody who's, who's done play by play. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's my job to find the guys backstage. And you've probably seen me do this at APW. Oh yeah. I, I find them backstage. I say, listen, I I'm, I'm doing the commentary tonight. Um, is there anything particular you want me to get over storyline-wise, character-wise? Do you have any moves specific that you want me to make sure I know the names of? Like mm-hmm. That is part of my job. That's part of what I get paid for is to make sure I get those guys over. Yeah. And to not take the time, and particularly at a level of NXT, to not take the time to know these guys' moves, study film, hear, hear what Morrow used to call the moves so that you would know. <sighs> I, I just find that lazy and disrespectful. And I respect Dick Joseph at all for that. What a, what a fucking dummy. Uh, anywho, Reed goes for choke slam, but his shoulder gives out. Reed on the second buckle. Oh, shit, I already hit this already. Uh, Swerve talks a bunch of shit and slaps Reed, but he gets a headbutt in a clothesline that a humongous, ginormous, stiffski, polaroski tsunami splash off the top. Holy fuck. I don't know how Swerve was even moving after this because he fucking squashed him. Mm-hmm. This was huge. Yep. Fuck, dude. It was it was a banger. But uh, that's all she wrote for Scott, and your winner is Bronson Reed. So let me save you some time at the end of this show. Sure. To me, this was the match of the show. Okay. This was my favorite match on this show. Okay. I first off, I was a fan of Swerve before 
you were. I know that for a fact. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he is so good in this sort of sort of tweener heel persona that he's doing now, mm-hmm. um, where he's just like so cocky and arrogant. I think he's done such a nice job with that. Um, Reed is really starting to come into his own. These two worked the big man spots really well. It was a big man versus a cruiserweight match, and those are always sometimes tough to pull off. Mm-hmm. Um, but they did it beautifully. I, I really, really enjoyed this match. Well, the thing with Scott is, as well as he's tall, so it kind of you you kind of forget that he is technically a cruiserweight. Yeah. So it, you you kind of they kind of used it to their advantage with this match. Yeah. And and I I I enjoyed this match as well. I thought this was fantastic. Yeah, really good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we go to another backstage segment. Uh, Champa is sitting Number in the ten. chair. What? Number ten. Jesus. Champa sitting Tenth in the chair. backstage segment already. It's unbelievable. He says, "There's fights you win, fights you lose, fights you remember, and fights that command respect." Thatcher pulls up a chair and says, The fight pit changes a man, physically, mentally, and changes his vision forward. Out of anguish and struggle, respect grows. That's why I accepted the offer. Chapa says the Dusty Cup presents opportunity. Next week, Undisputed Era, we're going to war. So, it's war games with two <laughs> versus two? Yeah. Um... But as he says, war games. Uh, no, as he says, we're going to war. He does the, like, whip the chair thing that he mm-hmm. does when he gets up. And Thatcher's still sitting there. Uh, how fucking great would it have been if, if <laughs> fucking Ciampa does the throw the chair thing at the end. And Thatcher's sitting there and he looks around and he just, like, gets up and slowly kicks the chair over and walks away. <laughs> no, because Thatcher's the serious guy. No, I know, but it would have been fucking hilarious. No, it would, it, you would have been fucking pissed about that. If no, I would have Yeah, I you would have been. Because you hate when people do stuff like that. The the, the serious people throw in a, 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 a yeah, comedy it's such something. a goofy spot and they're they're like a new team and like it, it would sort of, I'd have been okay with it. I would have loved it. I think it would have been fantastic. But see, it, it would have made me upset because he hated Riddle's antics. I mean, granted, Riddle's antics are way over the fucking top. But it would have been like, well, you 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 turned on Riddle because he was a goofball, and now you're gonna do this. No, see, I sort of, I sort of see it as being like a little bit of a mentorship, like Champa's sort of mentoring. Mm-hmm. Um, Thatcher, because yeah. Champa's been through the the grind of NXT, so Champa starts trying to do everything the way Thatcher starts trying to do everything the way Champa does it. <laughs> You'd have been fine. And I like the fact that they're sitting in the metal chairs because they kind of use that the entire fucking storyline so far. Right. Uh, yep. And I love that that Thatcher just comes on or pulls up a chair and sits down yeah. next to him. I actually did like that. Was okay. I know. I was like, oh, oh, they're cool now. Yeah. All right, interesting. Not as cool as Cool Kyle, but... (laughs) So we get uh, matches for next week. Lucha House Party versus Raul and Joaquin. We should see if Jeff can join us. Hmm? We should see if Jeff can join us for that episode. Yeah, fuck yeah. Nobody Uh, has more insight on Lucha House Party. (laughs) And Strong Cole versus Ciampa and Thatcher. 
which sucks because I was really looking forward to Undisputed Era versus uh, uh, Tony Nese and uh, Ari Davari. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, fantastic, right? Yeah. Just... Oh, ladies and gentlemen, it is now time for your main event of the evening. Kyle O'Reilly and Finn Balor versus Oni Lorcan and Danny Bitch. Danny, okay. Danny Birch. You call him that. Uh, my phone is calling him Danny Bitch, not me. Um. <laughs> uh, Beller and Oni. Your phone's going to get a right good ass kicking, sir. <laughs> Beller and Oni start the match. Small exchange between the two. Hold on, hold on, hold on, because the story starts before the match even starts. So Kyle comes out, and they go to commercial before we even get the boom. I was a little pissed off at that. Um, but we come back. Beller's coming out. And Beller and Kyle the entire time are just staring daggers through each other. Yep. Even as um, Oni and Birch are coming out, they're still just staring at each other. And this will be a theme <laughs> throughout the match. So, Okay. Now you can go on the match. Okay, thank you. Uh, respective tags to their partners. O'Reilly goes to tag, but Birch reverses and tags Oni. O'Reilly gets worked a bit by both men. O'Reilly Do you have the gets- headlock spot from Birch? Yeah, it was right at the beginning of the match. I uh, might have missed that. So it, it's a small little thing, just I happen to enjoy it. So Birch has the headlock on. I think it was on Kyle. Um, but it, as he's, like, grinding it in on the canvas, he pulls one hand off and just hits, like, a series of short palm strikes to the face while he's <laughs> got the headlock on, which is just a really nice little extra to the move that I don't know, remember seeing people do. So I like it. Almost sounds... Almost- how Flair used to grab in the headlock and just hit the jabs to the head, but just yeah. palm strikes instead. Yeah. Uh, nice. I liked it. Nice, nice. little touch. Um, O'Reilly gets a tag to Balor. couple arm ringers, and O'Reilly is back in. Both hit arm ringers, and a second rope arm smashes. And Oni has seen enough as he charges, but he is met with double back elbows. And Birch has the same fate as we go to box. And as we go to box, they so they cleared him out of the ring, and they go back to just staring at each other while the other two are on the floor. I know, yeah. <laughs> we'll it, come was, back it was like and, every time there was no urgent threat, they just stared at each other like they yeah, fucking hate each other. They it was fucking actually wa- cool. watching each other. Yeah, and you don't get that a lot because... You know, we we always bitch about this where enemies are fucking tag team champions or a tag team. And this is the one that probably had the smartest work of it, to be honest. You never have seen this. Yep. We come back and O'Reilly and Oni are going shot for shot. Uh, Kyle tags Finn and hits a back elbow. And a double stomp and rope stomps for both men until Lorcan cuts him off. Only blind tags and Finn doesn't realize and gets a single arm DDT for his troubles. Every single match tonight worked an arm. This is also like the third match I think we've seen a single arm DDT. That's what I mean. Every fucking match, dude. Weird. 
Uh, Birch and Lorcan both work on Balor's arm. Uh, double atomic drop into a side Russian leg sweep, and Oni forgets he's the legal man, tries to roll out, but quickly realizes he's the legal man, and covers for two. I don't know if you caught that or not. Yeah. Uh, Oni and Birch continue to manipulate and mangle Balor's arm. An uppercut by Oni, but Balor recovers and hits the Pele kick to cause separation. Wade Which Barrett Dick actually called the Pele kick. No, 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 and, that was Barrett that called it the Pele kick. Okay, then somebody corrected him and said overhead kick. So I don't know if it was. So one of them corrected the other. I forget which what order it was, well, but somebody said Pele and the other said overhead. Well, Vic Vic called it the overhead, and then Wade Barrett said the Pele. Okay, it's uh, it's not the Pele for Balor. We've gone over this before. Yes, yeah. He doesn't he want it to be called the Pele. Yeah. Yes, he hates that soccer team. Uh, Balor desperately needs the tag. He's reaching for it, but Oni grabs his arm. Oni Iris whips Balor into his corner, but is met with two boots to the face, and Birch gets a back elbow off the apron. Oni feeds out and gets the slong blade. Tag to, o- tag to O'Reilly, who hits some roundhouse kicks to Birch, a knee lift to Oni, and more kicks to Birch. Just ticking the shits out of the motherfucker. Birch punches O'Reilly in the jaw, then a boot to the jaw, and he goes for a second rope drop kick, but he is caught in the knee bar. And that's it, ladies and gentlemen. Birch says, fuck this, I'm tapping out, and he does so. And your winners are Kyle O'Reilly and Finn Balor. What a weird sudden end to this match, to be honest. I actually loved it. I thought it was really cool. And I think it plays nicely into Kyle's gimmick of being a guy who's who's a seasoned submission guy mm-hmm. that can take you out at a moment's notice. He came off the ropes. I had no inclination the match was ending. Next thing I know, he's in a heel hook and he's tapping. Like It was, <laughs> it was fucking beautiful. I loved it. So I know you are not a big fan of this. Two singles guys beating the tag team champions. In this case, it's a storyline, so I, I, I can understand it and I can be okay with it because it's sort of like Balor wants done, and that's ultimately where we're going, possibly even a triple threat. I wouldn't necessarily rule that out at this point as much as we're talking about too many triple threats. Um, yeah. If that triple threat is Finn, Dunn, and Kyle, I'd actually be okay with it. I'd probably ejaculate uh, all over myself. That's what I'm saying. Um, but... Yeah, so it didn't bother me so much here because I know the end game is not to put the titles on the singles guys. I mean, I don't want to see a triple threat. I'd like to see Dunn versus Balor one on one first. Yep. Uh, and then maybe throw Kyle in the mix for a triple threat. But what do you do with Kyle at Takeover? You, I feel like it would be really bad to not have him involved and sort of halt all the momentum that he's built yeah. at this point. No, I agree. So what do you do with him then? Because obviously Oni and Birch are going to be fighting probably whoever wins the Dusty. Right? I would assume. I would think, yeah. Yeah. This is And this is sort of one of those things that bothers me a little bit about the way we're doing NXT now. We're what, uh, three weeks out of TakeOver at this point? Something like that? Yeah, I believe so, it's yeah. Valentine's Day, so it's the 14th. So we're, yeah, so we're almost three weeks away. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't know a single match on this card yet. NXT, you used to know every match three weeks out. Well, um, 
I mean, you're going to get the Dusty Cup Finals. That's an obvious one. I don't know that you're going to... You might get that on TV and then get the, the championship match at the pay-per-view. Because you want... You want one and two on there defending those titles, right? Yeah, that's true, yeah. yeah that's a good point. Hmm. You might get the women's final on there. Yeah, that's true. And then they go on to challenge the And then so but but you're so you've got the women's triple threat that we sort of talked about. Mm-hmm. Johnny Kushida. I assume Dunn and Valor, but again, what do you do with Kyle? I feel really I feel like it's a really bad idea to, to not have Kyle in a match on this show. Oh yeah. In fact, I if you're if you really want to do something that would be sort of cool, have a number one contenders match between Cross and Kyle. I'd be there for that. Yeah. Plus more Scarlet. I'm there for that. You know that <laughs> so after the match, um, Balor found a good parking spot. Balor and O'Reilly come face-to-face. Again, just staring daggers. And O'Reilly points behind Balor. He turns around and sees Pete Dunne is in the ring. Birch pulls O'Reilly out of the ring and slams him into the boards. Dunne and Oni get on Balor. O'Reilly tries to help, but he gets taken out by Birch. They go back to work on Finn. Oni and Birch restrain Balor as Dunne joint manipulates Balor. And as that is happening, Cole and Strong are just walking, strolling God, on a little no stroll. No fucking urgency at all. Nope. Uh, and uh, yeah, joint manipulation happens, and that's when Cole and Strong charge the ring. Uh, the three three of them get out of the ring as Cole and Strong charge. Balor and Undisputed Era stand staring down the other three. Balor nods at all members of Undisputed Era and gets out of the ring, and they all just stare at each other awkwardly for way too long as we go off the air. Now, do you... I know this is going to sound weird. Were you expecting Finn to take somebody out from behind? I was expect For some reason, I thought he was going to grab a chair and just beat the shit out of Undisputed Era. I was a little bit so. So my first instinct was Balor was standing in front of them, mm-hmm. and all I could think of was that moment where he was standing in front of Johnny, and then yeah. he hit him with the overhead kick for the heel turn, and he was standing mm-hmm. right next to Kyle, and I was sort of waiting for that. Yeah. Um, but that didn't happen, and then he slowly, just sort of subtly, worked his way back until mm-hmm. he was standing shoulder to shoulder with the undisputed era. Yeah. And we've talked about the t-shirt colors, and we've talked like. I think it's pretty clear where we're going at this point, right? Now, the weird part to me is that we saw Bobby Fish last week. Mm-hmm. So we know he's still around. Yeah. It's not medically clear, but are, are we making this a five-man stable now? I mean, what more do you do with Undisputed Era in reality? She adds somebody, but yeah, I don't but know. then what does that really do in all in all means though? It just adds another guy. It adds yeah. the champion. That's it's it. something different. It's all that does. But I feel like it takes a little of the shine off of Cole as sort of the leader of the group if the NXT champion is in there too. Yeah, yeah. 
but they've 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 also gone to great lengths to sort of put over the idea that there is no leader; they're all sort of equals, which is why yeah, Kyle's true. perfectly fine to be where he is. So, yeah. I don't know. I I have no idea. I'm actually very curious to see where they go with this. I'm I'm sort of intrigued. I think Finn joins Don, Oni, and Birch. You think? At the end of the storyline, yes. Okay. We'll see. Well, we'll we'll see what happens. I mean, it's it, it's got my interest peaked. Yeah, they've you done know. a nice job of sort of subtle build here. Yeah, and you don't know which way it's going to go, and I like that. I like yeah. having that in wrestling when you don't, you can't pick what the fuck's going to happen. I agree, hundred percent. Love it. So uh, I know you said it. Um. And this might, I honestly, I can't pick which match is my favorite because none of them actually like stood out more than the other because everything was kind of unique in its own way. But if you like made me pick something that, you know, was interesting to me and had me going, I'd probably say the main event. Balor and O'Reilly versus Lorcan and Birch. Okay. Hard hitting. What, what on this show made you dick move? Uh, this match, yeah. Okay. More so than, than Scarlet. Well, I mean, that's a given. You said match. No, I didn't. I said what on this show. Oh, uh, Scarlet. I mean, yeah, go, <laughs> just, just go ejaculate to her about 30 times and you won't have what, time to what, do anything else. What about Tony hitting the eat my ass on EO? Eh, Three times. Awful camera angles on those. <laughs> Terrible. How bad did you want to be EO, though, really? Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> I would give up my dad's house to be that person. <laughs> well, uh, I think that's pretty much going to do it. We appreciate you guys listening. We really do. Uh, thank you for bearing with us on this Anchor Switch. And, you know, uh, please keep listening. You know, just yep. we, we really hope you enjoy it. And don't forget... Email us at rundownwrestling at gmail.com. And hit us up on Twitter and FaceBase and all those places. All social media flat plat, platforms. Go to rundownwrestling.com. You can check out our archives. Uh, and actually, you can go right to this episode and leave a comment and your thoughts on this episode. So Yeah, if you find something absolutely horrific that somebody said, shit, comment. Say, hey, yeah. you're a fucking weirdo. Or, you know, do what you want. Leave us a comment. Leave us some feedback. And don't forget to rate us five stars, please. Appreciate it. We'll read read your review on the show. Give us five stars like you're Dave Melsa watching a Kenny Omega match. Oh, my God. In the Tokyo Dome. No, then it would be six or seven stars. Oh, yes. Well, hey. I'll take that. <laughs> Again, ladies and gentlemen, we... Greatly appreciate listening. Jason, why don't you uh, send us on home, bud? Uh, I guess that means we will NXT you next week. You have been listening to a Rundown Wrestling Network production. Please visit rundownwrestling.com for all of our shows, as well as our other special events. 
Keep it locked there or subscribe to the Rundown Wrestling Network on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast, Stitcher Premium, or anywhere you get your podcast from. Leave us a voice message that we will play on an episode by going to anchor.fm slash rundownwrestling slash message. Join our Patreon at patreon.com slash rundownwrestling. You can show us how much you love us by buying us a cup of coffee for just one buck at ko-fi.com slash rundownwrestling. Go to reddit.com slash r slash rundownwrestling. Follow us on Twitter at Rundown Network. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash rundownwrestling. Email the show your dick pics and twat shots via rundownwrestling at gmail.com. Or go to Instagram or YouTube and look for Rundown Wrestling. Follow us on Twitch by going to twitch.tv slash rundownwrestling. And you can also follow our host Adam on twitch.tv slash thesaleser effect. This has been a Rundown Wrestling Network production. <laughs>